1: Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Cast, brought to you this week by MyFFPC.com. As always, I'm your host, Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my two co-hosts who every now and then show up. And Nathan and Dan are both here today. What's up, guys?
4: As always, I'll be the first to say hi back, even though you did introduce Nathan first this time. Alphabetically, it doesn't make sense.
1: Um I mean, no, it does. Know. S S comes after N. Yeah, but, it, but
4: but D is before N. You always you should always say the D first. D, no, <laughs>
1: no, you're the salamander to me, baby. All right. All right.
5: Well, I'm also here. So, well, the what's up, guys?
1: The slow, all right, just lulls me to uh, sleep
5: every time. All
1: right. All well, let's right. move on to the next segment. I Didn't love it. it. Nathan feels awkward. All right. Well, let's do a quick rundown of the show here. Um, we are going to just have a game edition of the show. Game edition
2: of the show
1: is what we're going to do. Uh, so we are going to play a game of Rookie of the Vet. Nathan?
2: Rookie!
5: Rookie or the vet.
1: For those of you that uh, that can't see him, which is all of you, uh, Nathan was just taking a swig of his tea as to as to wetting up those uh, sultry chords there uh, to sing the rookie or the vet. That is one hundred percent accurate. Okay, uh, we are going to do the rookie or the vet, and then we are going to play a game of Dynasty Courtroom uh, to wrap up the show and just generally goof around in a celebration of the NFL regular season starting. Woo hoo! Woo hoo! we have like four podcasts. Yeah, sorry. The I mean, <laughs> I mean preseason. What did I say? No, regular season. No, no, no. That's ignorant. Were
4: you just churning butter? Is that what I just witnessed? Yeah, I, no, I'm actually, actually
1: glad, good glad good. that we. This isn't. I'm glad this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> okay. People would be in bad places. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I do want to let all these people who would be in bad places know that they can get a listeners-only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and also helps support this pod. Uh, you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or slide into those Twitter DMs. That's at rotovizradio. Uh, if you follow that Twitter handle at Radio, you might hear about a couple good ways to win a 35 35- best ball entry into the ffpc leagues um and also a reminder that rotoviz radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are now available on both blog talk radio and itunes you can find us along with the rest of the rotoviz shows under rotoviz radio and we also have our individual feed for just this show if you like just this show which is chill too uh, simply search for the Dynasty TradeCast, a RotoViz Fantasy Football podcast uh, on on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. So click subscribe and uh, leave a rating and review. Ideally, five star reviews that counter your old review of Nathan's sultry audio. Uh, that would be that would be <laughs> terrific. Ah, uh, all right. Let's get into the show, gents. Um, at the top of the show, before we get into rookie of the vet, um, I do want to just uh, highlight that uh, Antonio Calloway left marijuana in his rental car that he shipped across the country and it's not his. So he's going <laughs> to get
5: suspended. No, he's not going to get suspended, but he, he'll get like benched. I think somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 the, the NFL typically doesn't suspend for those things. They, they waive for the positive test.
1: All right. Well, regardless, it's not good news for uh, for dynasty owners, but something to keep your eye on. Uh, still developing story, but something I thought I would bring up. Also, because it's hilarious. Like these excuses are just hilarious. Like th- it's pretty legendary for being really, really dumb. Uh, all right, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and just? It's so weird to throw into the game right here, but let's throw into the game.
5: All right, let's get started with our game: rookie or the vet. Uh, as we explain every time we play this game, it's a very complicated game. We pit. One rookie versus one vet. And for this game today, we're going to start off with Darius Geis, widely projected as the 102 in rookie drafts selected there by the Red Redskins at the end of the second round of the NFL draft. And he is being drafted somewhere around young Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so, Dan, start us off here. Uh, if you're talking about these two assets, which one are you looking to have on your dynasty team?
4: Well, for me, you know, I do like uh, Darius Geis. Um, he's probably my 102, maybe 103. It's kind of a jumble up top, you know, per per everyone's big board. Most people have a preference. I don't really prefer anyone act after Saquon, um, but it might be Geis. Um, but in Dynasty Leagues, I'm probably looking at Corey Davis. He, he had an okay rookie campaign. It wasn't anything super special, but he also didn't really have a quarterback. You know, Marcus Mariota was hurt. Basically the entire season, he kind of had a a Russell Wilson type year from a couple of years ago, where he played hurt throughout the entire year, and then we saw what happened. Obviously, Russell Wilson is a little on a different tier than Marcus Mariota right now. Uh, I see a big year from Marcus Mariota, and his number one target is absolutely going to be Corey Davis. And I mean for the for the future, you know he's what twenty two years old, maybe twenty three yeah. now. I
2: think he's
4: twenty two. There's so much upside there, and like he did have an okay year last year, only playing in uh, 11 games. He still had 34 catches for just shy of 400 yards. No touchdowns, though, so he kind of had the Melvin Gordon thing going on where he didn't get to the end zone. Uh, I think we see him getting to the end zone quite a few times this year and plenty more times for uh, the remainder of his career, so I think I'm going all, all Corey Davis here.
1: Um, yeah, and this is kind of weird. This is a weird one for me because these are two players that I don't really own anywhere, so clearly I'm not – very interested in either at the price tags that they currently carry um i'm gonna go with davis too and i'll, I'll just kind of default to the what they both kind of have the same draft pedigree i think davis is, is higher um but they're both kind of very similar in that sense and i'll always default to the wide receiver in that case and i think i agree with you dan that that he will be the target there uh this year and i, I just don't know how prolific that offense is going to be but guys guys scares me as being kind of only a two down back so i'll uh, i'll also default to davis in this particular case i'll go vet
5: Eric, not to just say that you're completely wrong, but uh, you just said <laughs> that the number five overall pick in the NFL draft was the same draft capital as a late second round pick. So All right, that, that's in I, I,
1: here, he, here I was thinking he was a late first. So yeah, you're, you're right. I'm dumb. So yes, you're absolutely right. The draft <laughs> capital was higher. Further making my point. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> close enough. Yeah.
5: So throughout the offseason, I've kind of been mentioning Corey Davis as like the if someone is bad at Dynasty, you can buy low from them with Corey Davis. But for most Dynasty owners that are competent, they aren't selling low on Corey Davis after a rookie season that kind of, you know, just didn't ever get going because of injuries from his own, injuries from his quarterback. So I'm I'm big on Davis entering year two, and I think that him going in the ADP range of like the early third, where Geis is going. I'd much rather go Davis as the guy who has a much higher upside long-term and might even have the higher floor for this year. as He's going to get tons of targets. They're going to get away from the exotic smash mouth of only running the ball in Tennessee. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think, think we're on the oh, same page there. Go ahead, Dan.
4: Oh, I was just going to say, I think, I think you're right with, with the potential floor. And I know a lot of people want – Guys, to be that three down guy. And I think, I honestly think he is capable of doing it. I, I think his, his pass catching ability maybe is just kind of a little bit overblown. People don't think he's really anything great. Um, I think he's more than capable. I, I'm not saying he's an elite asset like Saquon Barkley in the passing game, but I think, um, I think he can, he can do just fine. The problem is, is they have Chris Thompson and if Chris Thompson's healthy, he's taking all those, all those reps. Plus they have Jamison Crowder, Yep. And you know, between the two of them, they're going to have pretty much all of the slot stuff and all the underneath stuff covered. And you probably want the ball in their hands, anyways, and save guys for those running downs. So um, I'm sure Jay Gruden will come up with something, you know, fun to do with Darius Geist. But yeah, I think I think Corey Davis is floor. I think Corey Davis is ceiling. So um, it's, yeah, again, we're all in on Davis.
1: Yep. And let's go ahead and pivot on to the next one here. Pivot. Pivot. Uh, and that is going to be Lamar Jackson or a uh, hot name in the news this week, Corey Coleman. I'll throw to Nathan first.
5: All righty. Uh, just to obviously preface, this is in the one quarterback format. If we're talking super fucks, obviously it's Lamar over Corey Coleman, but with this one, it gets a little interesting because obviously people have the high upside of Lamar as their running quarterback, and you know people think he could get the job as early as early in the season with Joe Flacco being terrible. But <laughs> but for me, I'm just going to go with the wide receiver here. I think that Coleman is going to get his his second chance in Buffalo. We've been talking about all off season. It's not going to happen in Cleveland. It's not going to happen in Cleveland. The opportunity isn't there. Coincidentally, the opportunity kind of opened up at the same exact time that he left. So uh, it, there was an opportunity in Cleveland as soon as he left, but that doesn't matter. There's an opportunity in Buffalo. He's the best wide receiver there. I think he's better than Kelvin Benjamin, obviously better than Zay Jones, who you know, who knows if he'll even play football. So Coleman first round pick in the NFL drafts a couple of years ago. There, There's still some upside there, even though the Browns just gave up on him. It, it might just be a case of John Dorsey is one of the worst NFL GMs ever. <laughs>
4: That's possible. See, the the thing the thing with um, with Coleman is, is he, he struggled a lot with Deshaun Kaiser, and he literally just went into three worst quarterbacks. He now has A.J. McCarron, Nathan Peterman, or Josh Allen to throw him the ball, none of which can hit the broad side of the barn. And I just, I don't see, I mean, I get how his situation could have gotten better because he went from being stuck behind Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry and potentially Duke Johnson even to now... Having absolutely no one there, but there's still no one to get the ball. I'm sure he'll get a decent amount of targets. I just, it's been such a struggle. Yes, he's been hurt, and and the Browns just seem hell bent on getting rid of all of Sashi's picks. Um, I, it's so weird because I did at one point like the talent, and as we've gone on, it just kind of seems like maybe, maybe that. Corey Coleman isn't very good. I I don't know. Um, He does have the draft capital still, but I mean, now we're talking about you can basically give him a seventh round draft capital. Yes, he was originally drafted in the first, but they only paid a seventh to get him. Maybe they thought it was stealing, but I I just don't see how they're going to like force feed him the ball or anything like that. I think as, as, as much as I think everyone's too high on Lamar, I think this move actually drops Coleman down a little bit and makes him more into that Lamar Jackson range for me. So that in a weird turn, I'm actually going to take a quarterback here and take Lamar Jackson.
1: Interesting. Well, I'm going to just throw it out there and uh and and point out Russell J Clay's uh, at Russell J Clay's tweets about the topic of Corey Coleman were like the greatest I'd seen. It like defined it perfectly. It's like you you read that Corey Coleman's been traded. You're like, "Awesome. Now he's free." And then you you hear he goes to the Browns. You're like, "No, please no." Uh, anything but that um and i mean and then also kind of his tweets on highlighting the metrics as well i think he he's, he said it very well where a guy with that much metric he's more than happy to miss on it i think i agree with that so in a one qb league um lamar jackson's upside is enticing uh, but there's just so many other band-aids you can stick in at that spot uh in dynasty like Drew Brees for a year, Tom Brady for a year. Cheaper, cheaper assets in time. I know Tom Brady's still expensive for some reason, but um I'll go ahead and, and take the flyer on Corey Coleman, mostly because of Russell J. Clay.
5: All righty. Let's move on to our next pairing, and it is going to be Mike Giseki of the Miami Dolphins. Versus Carlos Hyde of the Cleveland Brown. Wow, lots of Browns talk so far today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we always talk about the Cleveland.
1: Dude, Browns. Dude, they've got that's they've like got a today. lot of fantasy assets. Is what's crazy,
5: and they're going to try to get rid of them one one at a time. So this is a Cleveland. Uh, fan. All right, Eric uh, Hyde or Gusecki, what you thinking?
1: Yeah, I'll go with the upside of the guy who's clearly a rising stock in in my eyes, and that's Kiseki. Um, now, granted, Willie will he shine this year? Who knows? Will he shine next year? Who knows? But he's a guy who has the pedigree to really shine in the NFL. And I'll gamble on that. I don't think Carlos Hyde is long for the NFL. Um, Just hasn't flashed. Um, Nick Chubb's clearly the guy coming for his job. Uh, They drafted Chubb for a reason because they don't have a ton of faith in Hyde. Um, So I will, uh, I will go with Gasecki.
4: Folks, what you couldn't see there uh, when Eric said Carlos Hyde isn't long for the NFL was Nathan's
5: brain falling out of his ears.
4: Nathan, would you like to, uh, would you like to explain yourself?
5: I I don't even like Carlos Hyde, but he's (laughs) going to be an NFL running back for four or five years. Like he doesn't even have to be like a starter. Like he's going to be in the NFL barring injury. So. Okay. Well, and and, okay.
1: Maybe that's unfair. Maybe me saying long for the NFL, but honestly, once, once running backs start to fall out of favor, they, they, they're interchangeable They get replaced pretty often. So if he's not, if he's not at least pushing for starts on a regular basis um, every year, I think he's going to struggle. But yeah, I think it's, I think that's a fair statement to say he's not long for being a starter in the NFL. If that puts your brain back in your ear.
5: Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I'll, it kind of depends on format here. I think that if, if it's best ball and I know that I need a, a short term running back, uh, I'm going to go with Hyde because I think that he's going to get some carries to, to get you a couple startable weeks in best ball. Uh, But if it's in a lineup league, I think you're going to have a hard time starting Hyde on any sort of week-to-week basis. So I'll take uh, the upside swing with Gusecki in in normal leagues. But in best ball, I'll take some points with the running back position in Hyde.
4: Yeah, the the Cleveland running back mess right now, I think we're only going to be stuck in it for a season. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that Hyde's going to find a really great home. Uh, we've got a couple more decent running backs coming in big next year. Obviously, next year is known as the wide receiver draft, but um, a lot of a lot of you know backfields around the NFL are kind of filling in, and there may not necessarily be a ton of touches to be had for someone like Carlos Hyde. Uh, I think he could fill in as a secondary option, maybe a change of pace guy, and kind of linger around for a while. Someone like garrett Blunt, who's had really nice like single season know, redraft type value throughout um, so maybe as like contending teams go on Carlos Hyde might continue to be an option but um, in this dynasty and youth centric world we always find ourselves looking towards that youth and even with all of the uh, extremely ridiculous he can't block um, <laughs> stuff going around Twitter with Mike Isecki, it's just like they didn't bring him in to block. So <laughs> I don't know why you guys are ripping for the block. he's Indy, a
1: first year tight end. I mean, I realize right. everybody loves Gusecki, but like how many, how many tight ends that come into the league can't block their first, their first preseason?
4: Pretty much all of them, except for OJ Howard. That's about it. And that's all
1: he does. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: so, yeah, I mean, I, I love the upside. I think, I think he actually has a really nice year in Miami. Uh, it makes tons of sense in that offense. It makes tons of sense with what Ryan Tannehill can do. And, you know I think Gusecki for the future is really nice I like I'm kind of I kind of like what Nathan said though with the best ball idea I think if you can get Hyde as a best ball asset he has more value to you than in a lineup league because he is going to have those big spike weeks where maybe Chubb's out with a hamstring or you know they don't feed Duke Johnson and and the game kind of works in the running game's favor and they just want to give Hyde a bunch of touches rather than kind of wear down Nick Chubb so You're going to have those games, but in a regular format, regular PPR, I'm taking Gusecki.
5: All right, let's move on to our next pairing, a pair of wide receivers. The rookie, Anthony Miller, and the veteran, Kenny Galladay. I'll start us off here. I think that this is an interesting pairing because both guys have had their fair share of Twitter hype, Galladay, when he was a rookie, and then Miller now this this offseason – And for me, this is a a conversation between the guy who has more in front of him on the depth chart, but is more talented, and the guy who is maybe less talented, but has more of an immediate opportunity. And I lean towards Galladay, the guy who has the the more talent in front of him. He has the better quarterback with Matthew Stafford. And I think he has the ability to be that big red zone threat in in the Detroit offense. Ebron's gone, not that he was really a, a block in the in the Galladay force, but you know, just less. There's more targets to go around, so I, I, I'm a fan of Galladay. Yes, they, maybe there's a lower floor in the short term because of Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones, but I, I think he still has the higher upside than Anthony Miller.
1: That's that's an interesting take. I guess um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just buying into the Anthony Anthony Miller hype now. But I mean, I think I'll take the upside there with with Galladay flashing early last year. I think everybody thought they'd hit gold. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think we never, I, I don't know. We never saw anything else from him and that. That was a little bit alarming, but, but also maybe I'm just being Twitter, Twitter hype bias and, but I really, really like Miller. I think he's a guy who could turn out to be a number one in that offense.
4: This is kind of a weird spot for me. This is, I like Anthony Miller, um, kind of pre combine, um, here and there, I kind of flip flopped on him a bunch. You know, it was fun watching him in Memphis. He's so polished, and it just, he was, he just dominated that level because he was just so far beyond it. He was so ready to be a professional. And, you know, he, he profiles out like guys that I kind of shy away from, I guess. I mean, like I said, he is very, very polished, but he's a little guy and he's kind of slight. Like, it doesn't have much room for like growth, and he's relatively slow for being. St- smaller um no i don't love everything about him as a prospect i love the college tape but sometimes that always doesn't make its way into the pros and galladay was someone i liked through the process as well and then his his price started to inflate but i mean if we're picking between these two i think i think i have to go with galladay just because i can see him being the heir apparent to like marvin jones and maybe they move on from marvin jones in a year or maybe whenever, uh because you know, he's 27 28 um, and Galladay makes sense for that role. He's he's that guy. He does a lot of the things that Marvin Jones does. Uh, he works really well down the field. He's a big red zone threat. So um, I think for legitimate upside, I think Galladay is your guy. I think if you're a floor player and you're just kind of searching for the safer play, I think Anthony Miller is the safer play. I just don't love him as a potential high-end asset where Kenny Galladay could legitimately be a top three-round pick in a year or two.
1: Oh, so actually you already answered the question that I was going to have for you, Dan. So, so you think that if we, if, if we pull out the, the Swami hat and look forward into the future, you think that Galladay has a better chance to be significantly higher than Miller does in future ADP?
4: Yeah, I, I think, I think we'll see once Galladay has maybe one big game this year, maybe Marvin Jones misses one and. And God, they even has a, a mediocre game. I think we see a big rise in his ADP because people want to love a guy like that. They want to love a 6'4", 225, 220-pound 220 guy that can go up and get a red zone ball, right? They they want to love those guys. So I think we see a big spike in his ADP if he has a decent game. And I think I think Anthony Miller just kind of sticks around where he's at and doesn't move much, even if he does have some bigger performances or find some consistency. You might see him move up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a weird trend with Dynasty, man. They, they, Team big wide receiver is prevalent, I, and I'm definitely not team big wide receiver, but it's still around, and it still drives that ADP. It still drives that market.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I would think I would throw it the opposite direction with rookie, with kind of rookie fever catching on and with the camp hype already with Miller. I would think his ADP is going to climb while Galladay stays down, but I think you do highlight a, a nice point that, that Galladay flashed for a bit. His, his ADP, I, I think he was worth a first-round pick. Uh, pretty easily there um, at like week two, week three of the season last year. Uh, what is the buying price for Galladay? Because I'm not sure that from a – because Miller's front of the second round end of the first as far as valuation goes right now um, in 2007, or 2018 picks. is. I mean, Galladay feels like he might be a bit higher than that right now.
5: I, I think it kind of depends on uh, who you're buying from. I mean, I, I talked with Dan before the show about – how I bought Galladay during the draft for Pettis and Richie James. So basically for Pettis, nice, uh, who basically was going like the two hundred four range. So uh,
1: that's great, and also some hype out of out of there for Pettis too.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, though I mean that that's fair. So I think I think that's that's a fair toss up. Which if that's the valuation that you're able to buy Galladay at, I think I agree with you. I think buying for buying him there is smart uh, before he starts the show this season. Um, but uh, but Anthony Miller, I think, is still solidified in that like into the first round, very beginning of the second round, uh, two hundred one or you know one twelve type pick. Uh, even I've even seen him a little bit earlier. Um, okay, let's go ahead and pivot over to the last one, and I'll steal Nathan's thunder here in in doing that. And that is a uh, uh, Dallas wide receiver Michael Gallup versus another Cleveland Brown, uh, which is <laughs> kind of just getting comedic at this point. Uh, and that is Duke Johnson. And this show brought to you by the Cleveland
5: Browns. Yep.
1: If you want to be terrible, you'll love the Cleveland Browns.
5: <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan. Uh, and uh, just to show my terribleness, I think for the third time, I'm going to take the Cleveland Brown here. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Duke Johnson. Uh, I, I think that Michael Gallup has a very low floor uh, from fantasy perspective. I don't think that he's going to get forced by the targets. His draft capital wasn't high enough to where he's going to be guaranteed that spot over Allen. So Coons. you think it's
1: the Allen Harnes show? Either that or just the Dallas Cowboys are awful. One of those two. I mean, even um, if they're awful, they're going to force feed the ball to somebody because they're going yeah, to be but, down by 48 points. Look but, at the Jacksonville Jags like two years ago.
5: Okay. But there are, there are bad offenses that just are bad. Not every bad offense gets garbage time points. So, uh, I, I think that Duke Johnson is the way to go here. He's the guy who's going to be scoring, you know, points uh, through the passing game this year. And once Hyde leaves town, I think he'll get more carries. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that offense develops. But I think Duke Johnson is one of the better pieces in that young offense. So uh, I'm a big Duke Johnson fan, and I'll take him over Gallup.
1: Go ahead, Dan.
4: I don't know, man. I, I think I think that offense is going to be a little bit better than, than we maybe want to believe. I think – I think with Zeke full-time again, um, that's going to really help Dak. It's going to, you know, the, the line we always talk about, It's yes, it's not what it was a couple of years ago, but it's still one of the best lines in the NFL. And that running game is going to set up the passing game. And as much as I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, Hearn's going to have a great year. He's still super undervalued. I I don't know that he stays on the field. I don't know that he's healthy. He's always healthy enough to do it. I think, I think Michael Gallup is going to end up being – kind of that guy in the offense along with Cole Beasley. You know, we always end up seeing a little bit of Terrence Williams down the stretch, which hurts because he's so actually bad. Um, but I think Michael Gallup is is going to be that guy in that offense. Um, not a the doors off the barn kind of guy, but he's just a solid wide receiver. He's a, he's a really good possession guy. And, I mean, I think that makes sense for Dak because he was so bad with throwing to Dez. Um, who's kind of that 50-50 guy that, that you know, get it in his hands and let him do all the work. But that what they were doing with those play calls and everything just really didn't make sense. So while I hate um, now one-time Dallas Cowboy fan, absolutely hate them now, mostly because of Jerry Jones, uh, also a little bit of the clapper. Um, but I do think Michael Gallup's going to have a nice year. I think he's, I think he's got a, a decent floor. I don't think it's a super high floor, but I think he has a decent floor. Um, it might take him a little bit to get started, so be patient, folks. Don't sell off early. Uh, I think I'm going to go Gallup here. As much as I love Duke Johnson, this might be one of those where it's, say, I would not trade one for the other and would need a piece on top to move one either way.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just going to go out and say I, I'm i just not sure that Duke Johnson's, that Johnson is ever going to happen the way that Twitter wants Duke Johnson to happen, like, every single offseason. Uh, he, like, and-
5: he was, like, running back 14 last year, Eric.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm I'm with you, but but we also are talking. No, about... No, you're
5: not. You just said he's not going to happen. He happened last year.
1: Uh, I mean, happen is a is a, I guess. Was he really wide receiver fourteen? Is that a running yeah. back fourteen?
5: Yeah, somewhere. Else.
1: All right. Well, that's that's insanely sneaky then. So, but maybe you're right. Maybe, but I, I do think that's his ceiling. Do you think he has a higher a higher ceiling than that? Really?
5: No, especially not with Joe.
4: So no, he's I, an
1: RB. I, I still think he's an RB two though with all of
5: with
4: all of the passing game targets and the potential carries. OK,
1: which I'm fine with. I, I, I just feel like people are paying more than that for him right now. And, and I guess maybe that's unfair. Maybe what everybody's saying is that they want to have they want to have Johnson as their wide receiver or running back, too. And if that's the case, then, you know, give me the Gio Bernards. I'm very excited about having that running back, too, in the future.
5: They are breaking news. Duke Johnson was RB 11 last year.
1: All right. All right. Well, in my opinion, that's definitely a ceiling, especially with the crowded backfield. Now Uh, Gallup's another guy. And and just the hype is is interesting to me. You you said something, Nathan, that you thought he had a low floor. Um, What is what what, I guess is your reasoning for that? Is Just because the 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 Cowboys are just terrible? Uh, Because to me, it seems like he actually has a pretty high floor given the volume he should be seeing.
5: Well, I, I think it's more so that I just don't buy into his prospect profile, as some some of his fans, along with a, uh, a pessimistic view of the Cowboys' offense.
4: Okay, but the, the Cowboys—they're going to be playing from behind a lot, Nathan. They're yes. the, the game script's going to be working in that passing offense's favor. Yes, they're going to still run and run and run and run with Zeke, but come second half, I mean, they're they're going to be they're going to be very second halfish um, you know, fantasy points. It's going to be, it's going to suck, but they're going to be garbage time points. They really are. It's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars all over again.
1: Truth. Blake Bortles part two. So is that a go by Dak Whoa. statement then? Yes. I mean, didn't we, we already went over this. Like he's like, he's like QB 17 right now. Like for the love of God, people, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I think we, I think Nathan and I individually got pissed on different podcasts because of this. Um, Alright, any before other Before we jump. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Well, but yeah, before we jump, he was RB eleven last year. He is currently going at nobody look. RB what? Nathan, your guess?
5: 23.
4: Eric?
1: The with all the rookies in there, it's probably something like that. I don't know. RB RB twenty.
4: How about RB35
2: Jesus Folks, wow.
4: go get yourself some Duke Johnson no, I'm still thinking like a gallop or a toss up But at RB35 That is absolutely insane Folks going in front of him currently Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack uh, Slide up to Tariq Cohen, Jay Ajayi And carry on well, Johnson Tariq Alex Cohen Cole. is
1: fire by the way He'll be the RB11 this year Yikes that's not good
4: i still think he's a top he's definitely a top 30 rb in fantasy being drafted there is hurtful
1: all right well let's move on to something that's not hurtful and that's our sponsor who keeps sponsoring us that is the ffpc uh the the home of season-long high stakes fantasy football i'll tell you guys about him every week uh the the two 2000- thousand. 2018 NFL season is almost here. And the FFPC has a format to suit every diehard's interest in budget, whether it's the best ball, super flex classic managed leagues, There are drafts filling up daily, starting with just entry fees of $35. I think we gave away one of those last week um, and might be doing so again in the future if you keep listening. Uh, Jump into a slow or live draft today. The FFPC also features the world's greatest contest in season-long fantasy football. That's right. Come to the the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino Las Vegas this September and draft in the FFPC main event while spending opening NFL weekend in Vegas with hundreds of diehards just like you. If you've ever listened to the RotoViz podcast – Uh, about this. Uh, It is insane. It's so awesome. The people are hilarious. Um, And if you can't make it to Vegas, then draft online from the comfort of your home and compete for the massive $250,000 grand prize. It's a quarter of a million dollars with over $2 million in total cash prizes in this year's contest. So don't miss the FFPC experience. RotoViz listeners, go to myffpc.com and register now. That's myf fpc.com, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football.
3: Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void were prohibited.
2: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now
1: entering the courtroom, the Honorable Judge Powell.
5: Hello. How, how are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, thank you for coming to my courtroom. Today we have Julio Jones and Jared McKinnon, represented by Eric Burt's life. Facing Odell Beckham Jr. and Joe Mixon, represented by Dan Sangio. Dan Present
4: your case. You sound like you could use a throat loss and judge. Do you? Well, I think this one is, uh, is pretty obvious, Your Honor. I, I don't want to uh, assume anything, but you have the arguable number one overall asset in Dynasty football, and you have an RB1 at market. Maybe not necessarily a scoring RB1, but because he's so young and in, in a decent offense he should be he should be up there in Joe Mixon uh yes most people don't like him because he's kind of a d-bag but it is what it is it's football um I I just I don't see how this one can go the other way you've got a better wide receiver and you've got a better running back as much as I really like uh Mr. Burtzloff uh and and his folks over there with Jarek McKinnon and Julio Jones I just really 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 don't understand how you can look past Odell Beckham alone in this trade. I bet you could get. I bet you could do just Odell Beckham for Julio and McKinnon, and some
1: people would actually do that.
5: Order, order, order! That that is some hogwash in my
2: courtroom.
1: Wow, already siding with me, Judge. Uh, that's that's too kind of you. Um, but this is going to be crazy because I don't know that I can side with myself uh, because. This is this is poppycock. I mean, OBJ is the overall number one. Uh, Julio is like 14. Um, Mixon is higher than McKinnon. Uh, this is. Yeah, I mean, here, here, let me spin it this way for my clients and just give them a fighting chance. And we're in it. They didn't have any money for a lawyer. So they just brought me in public public defendant. So uh, I even told him I wasn't very good. And, uh, and here I am. So um, <laughs> if, I guess I guess Julio and McKinnon would help you win this year. Um, but I think so would OBJ and Mixon, but maybe there's a better chance that they'll help you win this year. This is really, really tough to argue against because I don't even think it's close. I agree with Dan. OBJ over both of them.
2: Well,
5: since Eric is conceding this match, I was going to give it to Dan anyways, but <laughs>
1: yes, OBJ, he's good.
4: Thank thank you, Judge. Uh, lay off the marble Reds. Yeah,
1: have some more tea, Judge.
5: Now into in the courtroom. The Honorable Dan Senyo.
2: Um, excuse me, sir. You forgot to <laughs> say judge. Judge Honorable Senyo. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Today, we'll be judging in, uh, Mr. Eric Bertzloff, who's representing On Johnson, whatever that is, and something named Anthony Miller. And he'll be going against Nathan Powell, who... Something is it is it a Davis and Corey? Oh Corey Davis. Okay, yeah. Let's let's go Corey Davis.
1: Wow. Judge Crimit the Frog here. Um all right. Um well I'll go ahead and uh, and I wish I didn't say on this podcast earlier today that uh that Corey Davis was my pick for the previous thing, but uh <laughs> but here we are. We'll go ahead and go against it because I took Anthony Anthony Miller and the other one. Uh Two, two young studs on my side of things. Uh, carry on and Anthony Miller, both going in the late first round, uh, both have a ton of upside, uh, Miller already garnishing a ton of hype, uh, in camp, uh, and looking like he's going to be a starter in this offense. So, um, while Corey Davis is a nice piece with a lot of draft capital, I learned five overall earlier today in this podcast. So, uh, so thank you other, other lawyer. Uh, but you know, at what I'll do is I'll take two dart throws over one in this particular case. And I think both of those are dart throws. And I think Corey Davis didn't fl- he flashed a little bit in his first year, but I think at this point he still is a bit of a dart throw. So um, I'll go ahead and go with carry on and Miller and pray this argument holds up.
5: Well, Colin Corey Davis, a dart throw is like calling a pig, a busket.
1: <laughs> Wait, did you
5: just laugh hey, drone hey, joke?
2: Hey, don't, don't, don't talk about Miss piggy like that. dude. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me,
1: Speaker, get out of here.
5: Well, Corey Davis. Um <clears throat> Corey Davis is the best asset in this deal by far, of course, because it's two for one. But anyways, I just said earlier on this podcast, Corey Davis is very good and uh he is has a way higher ups on either either of these pieces, a higher forward than either of these pieces. It's an extreme risk to go with the pair. Uh I don't really see any way this the pair wins outside of Corey Davis completely to bust So you got to go Corey Davis here.
2: You know, I always say it ain't easy being green. And it's also not easy being <laughs> Fozzie the Bear, who just happened to win this side of the argument. I, I'm going to have to rule with Fozzie and uh, Corey Davis.
4: <laughs> now entering the courtroom, the Honorable Judge Eric
2: Burtzoff.
1: Well, hello, hello. I'm here to service y'all. So, uh, on one side, I've got lawyer Dan representing Evan Ingram. And on the other side, I've got a sultry Fozzie the Bear representing George Kittle, a 19 first and a 19 second. I'll throw to Fozzie to start.
5: (coughs) I'll tell you what, tell you what today. uh I don't like tight ends. I think they're the most overrated thing since uh, Tim Bucket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that a second laugh at your own joke?
2: <laughs> What's going on today?
1: <laughs> all right, now keep it in order. There. Of the bear. Uh, Evan Ingram, very overvalued.
5: Uh, you insert all the weapons of S'Klon Barkley, healthy Odell Beckham, and Sterling Shepherd is going to be really good, according to my opponent. So Evan Ingram is going to lose a lot of targets. George Kittle is number one tight end, Niners offense. There's less uh, less opponent targets in the Niners offense. So Kittle going to be a solid low-end tight end one. And then when we really think about it, 19 first, 19 second, that could be anything. It could be a 112. It could be a 108. Who knows? But I'm going to take that lottery ticket that ends up being like 102 and you get to kill here.
4: I just don't think he can judge someone that that breaks character mid-sentence. I just I just don't see how that's even even reasonable. We're talking about a tight end with over 100 targets last year, and I just I think he's going to get 100 targets again this year. And George Kittle, we I mean, his last name rhymes with Skittle. So, I just don't think that's even a player. I think that's made up. I think I think a first and a second for Evan Ingram is probably pretty fair. I just I mean, we're just it's Evan Ingram.
1: What now? Now was your argument? It's just Evan Ingram. Is that is that what the argument you just made was?
4: Yes, Judge. It's it's Evan Ingram.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I I'm going to have to side with Fozzie the Bear again. And uh, I don't know. I I just I just like the upside of Kittle coming coming into his third year and also uh, a first and a second. That's just too much to pass by. Second year, third year, whatever. Kittle's been in the league more than one year. is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, all right, all right. Whoa! I just came out of that weird, creepy, sultry voice, uh, Nathan. Do you want to laugh at another joke you made? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't know what I'm talking about tonight. <laughs> oh man, I don't even I, know I, what I don't even know what happened. Kermit with Frog was here earlier. Did you guys yeah, see that? I heard
1: I heard several Muppets make references in that. I in heard that. I saw Beaker run through the run across yeah, the screen a little bit did you did you see andy kaufman was just here <laughs> I, I must have missed that impression it didn't sound anything like andy kaufman perfect it
4: was jim carrey doing andy kaufman
1: <laughs> doing andy kaufman i i know that i know that bit okay um well that brings us to the end of our show um do want to thank all the listeners for listening uh make sure you rate and subscribe to this channel we greatly appreciate it it helps uh listeners find us rating and reviewing both the rotoviz radio channel as well as our individual feed the dynasty trade cast feed almost forgot our feed there for a second um helps us find listeners uh so five star ratings and reviews would be awesome I uh, hope you enjoyed our games only. Um, also worth mentioning, as we get closer to the season, we are going to be shifting to Tuesday, um, Tuesday podcast. So we will be coming out on Tuesdays versus Wednesday, Thursday uh, goal. There being, uh, we'll basically record during Monday Night Football, um, and then we'll have the entire week's NFL to talk about on Tuesday, and, and give you the first Dynasty takes of the week, uh, which is our goal every week in the off in, in the regular season, which we've done for for two years now. So uh, for Nathan, Dan, and myself, you guys got anything else?
2: Make sure you rate and review. We
1: are out of here. Bye, Kermit. Bye, Bye Fozzy.
5: boy. I don't know, Bear sounds like <laughs>
1: that, that was like Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mouse <laughs> Bear sounds
4: like. All right.
7: Bye. That. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Cause whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift. So bold and brilliant. You'll want to keep it for yourself. And most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long but don't wait it's only for a limited time so visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone 10r on us